podcast, Catechism of the Catholic Church, in a year. Today's day 149, and we begin with number 1104. Christian liturgy not only recalls the events that saved us, but actualizes them, makes them present. The Paschal mystery of Christ is celebrated, not repeated. It is the celebrations that are repeated, and in each celebration, there is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that makes the unique mystery present. The Epiclesis, invocation upon, is the intercession in which the priest begs the Father to send the Holy Spirit, the Sanctifier, so that the offerings may become the body and blood of Christ, and that the faithful, by receiving them, may themselves become a living living offering to God. Together with the anamnesis, the Epiclesis is at the heart of each sacramental celebration, most especially of the Eucharist. You ask how the bread becomes the body of Christ and the wine the blood of Christ. I shall tell you, the Holy Spirit comes upon them and accomplishes what surpasses every word and thought. Let it be enough for you to understand that it is by the Holy Spirit, just as it was of the Holy Virgin, and by the Holy Spirit that the Lord, through and in himself, took flesh. The Holy Spirit's transforming power in the liturgy hastens the coming of the kingdom and the consummation of the mystery of salvation. While we wait and hope, he causes us really to anticipate the fullness of communion with the Holy Trinity. Sent by the Father, who hears the epiclesis of the church, the Spirit gives life to those who accept him and is, even now, the guarantee of their inheritance. In every liturgical action, the Holy Spirit is sent in order to bring us into communion with Christ and so to form his body. The Holy Spirit is like the sap of the Father's vine, which bears fruit on its branches. The most intimate cooperation of the Holy Spirit and the Church is achieved in the liturgy. The Spirit, who is the Spirit of communion, abides indefectibly in the Church. For this reason, the Church is the great sacrament of divine communion, which gathers God's scattered children together. Communion with the Holy Trinity and fraternal communion are inseparably the fruit of the Spirit and the liturgy. The Epiclesis is also a prayer for the full effect of the assembly's communion with the mystery of Christ. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit have to remain with us always and bear fruit beyond the Eucharistic celebration. The Church therefore asked the Father to send the Holy Spirit to make the lives of the faithful a living sacrifice to God by their spiritual transformation into the image of Christ, by concern for the church's unity, and by taking part in her mission through the witness and service of charity. Father Jack. Thanks, Bill. You know, the these kind of the two Greek words that sit at the core of, of the church's liturgy, epiclesis and anonesis, really aren't important of themselves, right? It's one of those things where if we translated them into English and 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 just use those would be fine, but but they they stand out strikingly, uh, we in the Greek so that we can kind of say, oh right, this is <laughs> this is something that's a little bit different than what I'm used to. Uh, it's not just any old invocation upon. It's not just any old remembrance, um, but truly, it is something that is sacred. It's sacred that and, and it's hinted to even by the language being used, but. But, well, why? Why do we talk about it in such a such a great way? Well, it, in part because of the mystery. Right? I think it's wonderful how this quote of Saint John Damascene 
really highlights the unity of the the miracle that was the incarnation of the God taking flesh by the power of the Holy Spirit overshadowing the Virgin Mary and and allowing God to take on flesh within her and and how that is the same in the Eucharist right in a lot of ways um, you know it, where it is God this descending condescending down into humanity and now he's condescending now into bread to feed humanity that God always is the one who goes lower in order to serve and love us right it's a beautiful gift I always kind of laugh when um, I, I you know you know I see things on the internet and you see these discussions and people are like well how stupid do you have to be to, to believe that this bread is is God and, and I always kind of laugh I'm like you know of all the things in our faith that's not really the craziest. Um, and, and it's not even the miracles, right? The, it's not even, even the virginal birth. I mean, that stuff, okay, whatever. Like, uh, honestly, the craziest part about the whole faith that we teach, I mean, the absolute most insane thing that is, is that God loves us, right? I don't think we get that. I, I don't think that we reflect nearly enough on it. I think that the Eucharist makes perfect sense to me. It, it absolutely makes sense only because God is crazy enough to be in love with us. He is absolutely in this state of just desiring us, even though we have no business being in a relationship with him. We have nothing that to offer him, and yet he keeps coming out after us. He, he's done it again and again in his prophets. He did it again and again with within his church. He did it by his own presence, and yet he still comes in the Eucharist so that we would not be left to our own devices. It is a beautiful gift to be able to recognize him, but noticing that it's always his work, right? That it's not like it's, oh, look at look at the greatness we have done with our liturgy. It's not, oh, look at how wonderful we get to change it so that it's in our image. This is why, you know, many priests are so protective of, of this is how the church has offered to do it, because we recognize that all of this is a gift of the Holy Spirit, God himself, so that God himself can be made present. It, I know it sounds like we're just kind of going in circles, but at the same time, it's because we don't know how to get to this mystery any other way. We don't know how to dive into this great relationship that God is holding out for us in any other way. If we tried to make it up, we'd make it a little bit simpler, but instead, it survives even in spite of all the sinfulness of the church and her ministers, even in spite of all the persecutions that have taken place over the thousands of years, and instead, the church thrives. The church grows throughout the world. She, uh, even though maybe in our local community it's it's not as big, or you know, maybe a national community it's not quite as big as it was in the years past. The exact opposite is true worldwide, that God's children are being brought together, unified in and because of the Holy Spirit into that life of the Trinity. And in no small part, because the the bread of life is still present in the world, and that is feeding God's church to be able to do the mission that she was sent out to do, to make disciples of all nations, to preach the gospel, and to baptize people, not for this life, not for the, 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 the little f- fractions that we have, but truly for that eternal kingdom that we were all created to dwell in.